Broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio. And Phoenix, Arizona. You are listening to Work Life 360. This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Whether it's stress, head trash, time management, tips on living a healthier lifestyle, or just navigating lifelong goals, this podcast is everything work-life related. I'm Rhonda. And I'm Bruce. We're here to provide you with tips and tricks to help you navigate through the day-to-day mental blocks. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode 34 of Work Life 360. Today, we're going to be talking all about living a life of intention and impact to our values. But first, if you're a first-time listener, welcome to Work Life 360. If you've been with us for a while, thank you for continuing to join Ron and I every Wednesday as we deliver great content each and every week. Uh, to get, today is all about just living a life of intention and, and just impact through our own core values. And today we've got a special guest with us for a second appearance, Mr. Will Metcher. Will and Rhonda, how you guys doing? Fantastic. Welcome back, Will. Excited. Heck yeah. Bruce and I had a guest on last week, Suzanne Heaton, and we were talking about the weather and the fall kicking in. And Bruce, I think she, with her connection with nature brought about some cool weather because it's super windy and very cold like to where people are putting on their heat now in Arizona. They're putting heat on. So What? Uh, yeah. What? What? Heat? You guys don't change. have heaters? Oh my it's gosh. It's like 60 degrees. It was just 100 oh three God. weeks ago. It's not even 60 degrees here in Cincinnati. It's today's a high of like 82, which is unseasonably oh, wow. warm. And then Will, you're no longer in Portland. Last time we spoke, you were in Portland. Now you're in the, uh, I can't call it a great state, but I guess you're in the state of Missouri. You could say a great state. Yeah, <laughs> that, that goes together. The show me state. Uh, yeah. I just checked here in St. Louis. It's 77 degrees. So I'd say that's a pretty perfect temperature. Yeah. And and so, Will, I've, I've kind of brought the podcast along through our 60-day challenge and and. It's officially over. Rhonda, you don't have to hear me complain about salads anymore. Uh, the 60-day <laughs> challenge is over. Um, and we are going to do another one, right, Will? We're going to, me, you, and, and Dan, we're going to do another one. Um, I do. I would like a couple weeks off just to kind of recalibrate. Uh, I, I've shared that the cold showers were amazing. You know, the hardest challenge for me, and I, I joke about it, but it really was, is eating the salad once a day. Crazy, weird, I know. Um but it's funny, like we still eat salads and I don't know if that's because we have a stockpile now or <laughs> if it's because like it's part of our, our diet. But, um, and I have continued to do the daily journaling just simply because mm. it's that, that gratefulness, you know, um, and, and just being intentional. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is an intention. But what were some of the big, uh, aha moments or differences you saw in your challenge? Yeah, I, uh, Man, I couldn't agree more with you. I absolutely loved doing the the cold showers. I think it was just a good, you know, it's just starting the day off with a win and mm-hmm. doing something that's that's a challenge. And so that that was a big joy for me. Um, I think part of it too. I've I've done you know whole thirty before where you you cut out alcohol and um, man, it's it sounds weird to say this, but I think that was probably my my biggest challenge. And you know, Rhonda to fill you in, that was one of mine was was just no alcohol over mm-hmm. sixty days. And um I'd I'd made some exceptions as far as like I was traveling to the country of Georgia and they're they're known for really great wine and that was gonna be like my vacation and so I'm like, Well, I'm in 
Georgia, I'm not going to allow myself to not, you know, try their delicious wine. And then it just kind of carried over into the, you know, after I got back and, and, uh, I, I wasn't, you know, consuming it on a daily basis, but I think I let myself slide a little bit on that one, but everything else seemed to, seemed to go really well. I, I still kept, kept up the, the journaling as well. Like you, Bruce, I'm, I'm looking at my journal right now and, um, it's just, it's powerful, you know, cause there's a lot that just kind of looms in our subconscious that we don't really even think about. And it was so cool. So I don't remember exactly how you had done the journaling piece for me. It was, it was literally like, I'm just taking bits and pieces of my vision and I'm just going to start writing on it. And I would just take like, man, I'd, I'd love to have a garage that has a gym and, you know, an office and, you know, so I'd start journaling about it and like midway through journaling, it would start to like, I'd, I'd shift. Cause I'm like, man, I'd love to have the, the gym on the second floor and then an office on the first part of the floor. And then I'd start writing. I'm like, well, that doesn't really make any sense. I'd want like concrete slab floors for the gym. So that'd be downstairs. And it's just such a cool experience. Mm -hmm. Like you're kind of having a conversation with yourself as you're processing the idea of just building out what your future life wants to look like. So, um, I mean, that's been a, a big, big shift for me over the last six months, I'd, I'd say is, is the, the vision and journaling piece for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And mine was, so I did a three minute morning, which was simply three simple questions. Um, you know, what are three things that you're going to do today that's going to help you move closer to your goals? So that's one question. Second question is, what are three things that you're grateful for today? Kind of that attitude of gratitude. And then uh, I'm going to impact blank today by blank. And you fill in, you know, today I'm going to impact Rhonda through, you know, recording a, an amazing podcast and, and being a great co-host with her. And, and, and you just fill in the blanks. And at the end of the day, you go back and you review, like, today was great because, and it just puts focus in the day versus, you know, you're waking up and you just, you know, like you said, waking up with a win, check that box. But then what are the three things that you really got to get done today? Like your non-negotiables mm. and, and mm. writing those down on paper. And, um, and at the end of the day, reviewing like, Hey, how did I do? And there was, I mean, be honest, there was days where I failed, wouldn't even give myself an F just <laughs> a, a complete zero. Uh, but then there's other days where I rocked it out, you know, and, uh, it's, it's just thoughts into papers is the, the big takeaway. What I love about the journaling aspect is not only is it something that brings intention into your day, but it's also a beautiful treasure for you to later reflect back on. Mm. For me, I've done a journaling throughout the years, and then I have a whole hope chest of journals. So it's fun to, on a rainy day, to just open up the hope chest and look through and notice all the accomplishments. And as you alluded to, Bruce, and even some of the setbacks, but just appreciate the process of your journey and living up to whatever expectations or vision that you have for yourself. Sometimes we forget the struggles when we're facing something really challenging and it's a way to reflect back in terms of all the potential that we have as humans to overcome any challenges that we face and, and be grateful in the moment. Yeah, I did go back and, and looked at some of the early entries and 
kind of chuckled a little bit and, you know, because we write about what's on our mind and what's, you know, what's important. What did you chuckle over? <laughs> Please share. <laughs> Certain, like, how am I going to move closer to my goals today? And I, uh, I looked at that and I was like, that wasn't really important right then and there. Like, but in the, in the moment it was, but looking where I'm at now, it's like, yeah, that, that, that was important at the time, but big picture, knowing what I know now, right. Growing and excelling. Um, those, those three things that I'd written down just weren't, weren't as impactful as what I once thought, uh, which is, which is what it's about. Right. Um, well, you and I have, have had the chance to talk about this. And, uh, the reason I wanted you to speak on this is because you're the expert or, uh, soon to become expert on this, and that's the simple idea of have, do, be versus be, do, have. Thank you, Bruce. Um, and I, I think for me, it's so funny just continuing to reflect and dig deeper and have conversations with clients around this idea. And I feel like every time I talk about it, there's another aha moment and just kind of the, the concepts and uh, ideas around it. And so especially talking to top producers and how they view things. And so to kind of um, shed the, the light for the audience, exactly what have do be compared to be do have means um, most people in life live out the philosophy of have do be and for the most part, unintentionally. And so the concept is, if I have X, whatever X is, it could be money, it could be a new title, it could be um, if I have a six pack, then I can do the things that I wanna do in life, therefore I will be happy, or I will be successful. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, it can be looked at as like a materialistic thing, and like if I have this new, item, if I have that new TV, if I have that new car, I can do the things that I want to do, therefore I will be happy, right? You see a lot of people hit the midlife crisis, they go out and buy a Corvette or something like that, and they expect to be happy. And of course, there's a little bit of bump in, yeah, it's a cool new car, and it's fancy and fast, and you know, that's that's great. But there's always that roadblock, and then and they always end up feeling un, unfulfilled. And so if we reverse that, Think about it like this. If we have two high school basketball players, let's say both of their goals are to uh, get in the NBA. And, you know, their their reasoning for being in the NBA, like, man, I want to I, I want to be able to live an incredible life. I want to get paid to do what I love to do. I want to have in, a whole lot of money. I want to have multiple houses. I want to be famous. That's the have piece. And so for, let's say, player number one, that's that's what drives them. That's the first thing that comes to their mind. That's what pushes them. And so that player is living a, a have-do-be philosophy. If I have all this money, then I can do the things that I love, and therefore I will be happy or I'll, I'll be successful. And the challenge, guys, is when when they run into any obstacles in life in general, let's say it's even just at high school and like in, in basketball, you get benched or you miss a game winning shot or, um, you know, you're 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 not put on varsity or whatever that may be. It's so much easier to get discouraged because the main driver for for that individual is, you know, being successful and making all this money and it's it seems so much further away 
Now, if we shift that mentality, guys, to be, do, have, let's say that other player, sure, they have that goal of wanting to get in the NBA or the WNBA. And for, for them, um, they recognize in order to have those things, I need to do things that unsuccessful people aren't willing to do. In order to do those things, I need to show up as a certain individual. I need to show up as my best self. And this is the type of person I need to be. So I need to be the type of person that that wakes up early in the morning, that goes to practice early, that shoots, you know, the extra free throws after after practice is over, that might hire a, a coach in the off season. They do these things because their focus is their focus is I need to be this type of person. I need to be this individual in order to do the things that I want to be able to do in life in order to have the things that I want in life. So it's, it's literally reverse engineering what we want to have in life all the way down to if that's what I want, what are the things that I need to do? And more importantly, how am I showing up? And, it, and if we focus on how we show up in life, it makes it that much easier to do those challenging things because my B is I am, I'm persistent. If my focus is on being persistent compared to making a lot of money in the NBA or the WNBA, then there's a greater chance that I'm going to do those challenging things. And there's a greater chance that I'll have, you know, a higher probability of making it to that that peak level. So it's it's been really fun for me, guys, just kind of dissecting that, not only for myself, but for clients, because they do have a lot of aha moments and their idea of what motivates them, it, it can shift if we're focusing on not necessarily the materialistic, but more internal compared to, you know, what, what's going to get us there. You know, some of the things I've been working on just when I've covered this with a few, few top producers is number one, we need to be different things to different people, right? You need to be a, what do you need to be for your spouse or who do you need to be for your spouse? Mm. Who do you need to be? Who needs to show up for your clients? Okay, what what characteristics, what traits, what mindset do your clients need you to show up as? You know, and a lot of that's going to be knowledgeable, trustworthy, integrity, you know, those types of traits. Um, but really focusing, and then so I have them list out, you know, the top 10 of each, each category. So, so look at your spouse, you know. Who do you need to be for your spouse? List out 10 characteristics. You know, to be the best husband, to be the best wife, to be the best partner, who do you need to be? Like what what characteristics? And then list them out. Same with your clients. And then who do you need to be for yourself? Mm. Right? Who do you, who needs to show up for Bruce? Who needs to show up for Wills? And who needs to show up? For, for Rhonda so that you're living out with integrity and you're living out with intention to reach your goals, to reach your vision. Um, and then what I've had them do is, is a simple exercise of, okay, circle the, the number one, right? What is the, the one that just slaps you in the face? Like, ooh, I need to work on that. Mm-hmm. And then circle the one that you're the best at like, oh, yeah, I, I, I need to be this, and I'm great at that. In fact, um, guy that I coached, Tom, you know, he needed to be a, a better listener to his wife, um, and that was that was what the one that he had circled 
as far as what he needed to work on. And then the one that he was doing really, really well is, is being a loving father. And, and so we talked about that and I said, well, how can we be a better listener? And his, his answer was to have a lunch once a week with his wife out of the house, no kids, like a planned uh, lunch date. And, and so the next week I text him, I said, hey, you know, Tom, you guys going out to, to lunch? And he goes, yep, I'm so excited about this. He's like, this is gonna, this is gonna change my relationship with my wife. Um, and it's simply not because he's going to lunch, right? It's because he's working on being a better listener with intention. Sounds like it's a way to practice self-actualization. Mm-hmm. Really be more aware of, as you both have communicated, how you're showing up in whatever role you are in all aspects of your life and being conscious of how best to do that in a way that moves you towards whatever aspirations that you have. And that takes, obviously, a lot of intention, a lot of self-reflection. It's not something that's going to come naturally. So there's that whole creating a plan, kind of like you've communicated, Bruce, that you're doing with Mm -hmm. your clients and coming up with maybe a list of different personality traits or behaviors that we maybe are not so conscious about or maybe we are conscious about and and doing like a self-analysis to just live in a way that's more fulfilling really because how much Mm -hmm. of our day do we go about different things that we need to accomplish and we're really not present and until we maybe are impacted with a conflict, we kind of take those regular day-to-day habits for granted. And then, you know, when there's some barriers up that we have to work around, those things that are more easy for us, tapping into maybe our weaknesses can help us um, overcome some of those challenges. Yeah. And, and one thing that Will and I, I know here a lot is I need to have better time management. Like I need to be able to do more in my day with less time and so that they need to have, right? They need to have more time. That's a, that's have do be focused versus mm-hmm. be do have. You need like you need to work on a schedule. You need to work on intention and and the big word that that I think gets thrown around too much is the word integrity. Um, and that's simply doing the thing that you said that you were going to do, well after you said that you were going to do it. So for example. And this, a lot of people in transportation listen to this. If you were going to prospect from, you know, we'll just say 1 to 2.30, okay? But then, you know, you've got a hot load, your customer needs this, you got to get PODs, you got, you know, you have all this other stuff, these outside influences coming in. Somebody with integrity, okay, that said that they were going to prospect from 1 to 2.30 is still going to prospect from 1 to 2.30. But what ends up happening is, you know, creative avoidance and, and doing these other tasks that we think are important. So at the end of the day, you, it, it's not that you need more time in your day. You don't need to have more time. You need to work on the structure of your day. It sounds like hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you bring up a, a good point, and, and integrity is a great word, because I think if we ask most people across the board, going to say yeah of course i do 
but I think the challenge that we face and and because that's such a hard question is like what are your values what do you truly live by what drives you and I think we can recognize them and if we were given a list we could probably point out the things that we think we're good at but in the moment when we run into a challenge and we're sitting there staring at the phone man I should probably go get some coffee and hey Brian just beat me in fantasy football I'm going to I'm going to go give him trouble and I'm going to talk x y and z and so we've just lost that integrity mm. and so this this idea of be do have is taking making a list and building out and there's there's a lot that we can talk about with this but I think it's just simply it's just like goals and, and our vision. I know we, we've talked about this before. Like the more we can keep that important stuff in front of us, the more we're actually going to live it out. And you know, part of it is like affirming, like you said, Rhonda, the self-actualization. Like, are we putting those key character traits of how I show up in life in front of us every single day? Because if I just read and I'm sitting there staring at my computer about to pick up the phone and I'm like, well, I could go to the bathroom or I could do what I say I'm going to do because I have integrity. Okay, I'm going to do that. And then once we do that, it starts to become more of a habit, mm. right? So building habits around the character traits that we want to live by, I think is, is massive. And it's just a reminder, like we human beings, but we allow everything else to get in our way to maybe not do exactly what we say we're going to do anything related to habits i just love these discussions because we're constantly changing our habits i mean we have some core ones that mm -hmm. we naturally are committed to and we make sure that regardless of what happens in life that we reach whatever goals we have regarding certain habits and then we have some habits that we've learned that we're still trying to unlearn that just have a tendency to pop up particularly if we're not taking care of ourselves in terms of practicing self-care and prioritizing our sleep and exercising and eating healthy and watching healthy content and, and news and filtering mm. our behaviors so that some of the toxins aren't creeping into life, which in turn can create some conflict and then issues with accountability. And then we tend to make excuses, but I agree. Well, I think it all goes back to really being conscious of what gives you purpose in life, really understanding what drives you and what, what your passions are so that all those other nuances that are trying to distract us during the day become a little quieter and don't take over our headspace. Let's walk through and, and put a real life example mm -hmm. here. So somebody in, in, in transportation, okay, they say, I need to have four more customers, okay? If I have four more customers, I'll be able to do the things that I want, that I can afford, therefore I'll be successful. So, Will, if we reverse engineer mm -hmm. that, what's, how would we reverse engineer that to be, do, have? And I know I'm kind of so throwing you on the spot I, I there. I think it is know. okay to start with, you know, because that is typically, an, man, bring it on. No, I love it. Um, and I'm going to lean on you, of course, Bruce, for, for the lingo, but... Um, and I might dig in a little deeper as far as why is that important, but to keep it really simple, what are the things that I need to do in order to acquire those four customers? And, you know, maybe we're thinking, Bruce, is this in a month? Is this in a week? Well, I just need to have them, right? I just, I just, I need to get them. I'll do anything. I just need to, I just need to get them. 
right? I need business. I need, I need, okay. I just need to get new customers. So we need, we need four new customers. Great. What are the things that we need to do in order to get those customers? Well, I, I need to, to prospect more. I would probably assume phone calls, correct? Yep. Yep. Maybe some networking. How much more? Gosh, I mean, I'm making 30 calls a day now. So maybe I mean, do some networking. Yeah. So is 30 calls enough to be able to get four customers? No, not at all. 30 calls a day, what would you say elicits two customers if we're keeping this really simple? Maybe. And so yeah. in order to, to hit this, and if, if you want to use real numbers, you tell me. <laughs> I'm kind of <I'm> <laughs> right. guessing here. Um, but let's say it's it it'll get you you you've been averaging two customers so the reality of the situation is is if we look at some of the other top producers in your office let's say they're making 60 to 100 calls and they are yeah so before we get overwhelmed and think man that's a lot of calls okay so recognizing that's one thing that we need to do is there anything else that we need to do like prioritizing our time or making sure that we're we're time Oh man, I just need to have more time. I just need to like really buckle down and and just, you know, make these calls. But every time I make these calls, every time I start making the calls, you know, a load comes up and it's really hot and urgent and I just don't I just don't have the time. I there's just not enough time in the day. Sure. So part of it is prioritizing the time and and you know, so I I think to keep this really simple, let's say it is the getting our time under control. We think about the top producers, Bruce, that are already doing this. What kind of uh, what kind of traits or qualities would you use to describe those people? I mean, they're go getters. They are hungry. They, I mean, they they never stop. They never sleep. Um, but they're also really good on the phones. They're they're awesome. Like they can they can sell ice to an Eskimo. So it sounds like you need to be a great communicator. <laughs> Yep. With a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of positive energy. Okay. Communicator, positive energy. With some skill sets for yeah. making phone calls that will actually result in getting a win or yeah. at least getting another phone call. No, kind of what this whole process looks like, deconstructing it. Yes. So you, we'll deconstruct it and, and dissect it into who do you need to be, right, to achieve these four new customers. Like, if you just if you go into the mindset of I need to have four more customers, that's great. Like that's a goal, but at the end of the day, who do you need to be in order to have those four customers? Well, obviously making thirty calls a day isn't cutting it. So you're gonna have to up your calls. You're gonna have to work on your skills. You're gonna have to work on your time management. You're really gonna have to hone your craft. So when you're faced with an opportunity, do you have the skill set to take advantage or or capitalize mm. on that opportunity? Or do you not have the skill set and that opportunity is going to fly by the wayside because you didn't have the skill set. You didn't know how to close. You didn't know how to answer that objection. Those are the things that you need to be to get those five customers, four customers. Um, so working on oneself versus what one has or wants to have uh, is kind of the, the breakdown. 
Yeah, and I think the the idea here is that it, it everything happens twice, first in our head, second in reality. And so that, that self-actualization that you kind of talk about, Rhonda, like part of it is, you know, like what Bruce was saying and, and struggling and like, well, I just, I don't have time. And then I get a call for a load and then this happens and then this happens. Well, part of it is he is already predetermined in his head that he is unorganized and that um, having a, a schedule is tough for him. Mm. So part of Bingo. the idea of starting with the B is that he's able to start and how, how he can actually show up as I can be organized and I can be on point and I can have a great schedule and I can be persistent and I can uh, be great on the phone and bring a positive energy. Mm. It first starts with, with that thought and recognizing and putting that into our head. And here's the crazy part about it, guys. Even if you don't get those four customers, you're living a life of intention, doing the things that are important to you in order to have a happy, healthy life. Similar to the idea of saying, I am happy. I am joyful. I, I, I love my life. I love what I get to do. I get to. I don't have to. We are happier. We are more successful because we, we're putting those those things into the world compared to I don't have this therefore I'm not happy your whole mindset changes so how you're approaching the day comes from a different place and that's going to feel very different regardless of whether you get the four clients it sounds like well mm-hmm. having faith in your capabilities exactly and, and yeah. as you're putting in the work the fruit of your labor labor will come struggling with that word and and that that also will get tied into i have been the number one uh culprit of this is tying your self-worth to your results Mm. that's a slippery slope don't go down there uh you know it's so if if your goal Mm. is to if you know if you Mm want to get four more customers and you you working on all the things that you need to be and uh, you're working on yourself. If it doesn't come again, you're, you're still living a life with intention. Just remember, you always get paid for how hard you work sometimes now, often later, but always eventually, but don't start tying yourself worth to your results. Um, that comes from that internal versus external reward system. Yeah. So when you're mm-hmm. focused on your internal rewards and what brings you pleasure and joy and happiness, you just position yourself in such a healthier space, regardless of the outcome. And we all know that external influences, we have no control of that. So showing up as your best self with an intention is really the best way to be productive, be accountable for yourself in the moment, regardless of uh, all those external variables that happen. So a very different way just listening to two of you go back and forth position your mind before you even begin to tackle whatever challenges or goals that you set for yourself yeah and i I equate it to true i i i kind of paint a picture of you know you're going into battle you know imagine yourself in the roman days you're going into battle um first of all leaders lead from the front managers lead from the back that's a philosophy and then you want to have the sharpest sword, right? But if you're not working on your own development, on your, you know, your intro, your, your answering objections, your closing techniques, your mindset, your positive affirmations, you're not going to have the sharpest sword. Personal development is never a waste of time or energy or, or, 
or thought thought power uh, you want to prepare yourself to go into battle and have the strongest armor and the sharpest sword again therefore you're going to be victorious if if you don't work on yourself if you don't work on your sword or your your armor then yeah you're you're not living a life of intention um, well, it just has a different feeling, too. If you live each day with some type of intention, regardless of what that is, it just feels different, doesn't it? Versus just getting up and not having any type of vision for yourself. And I found myself in this space a certain day, didn't have anything to do. As you mentioned, Bruce, you walk around in circles, you really don't yeah. know what to do with yourself. <laughs> and it just doesn't feel as productive. It's like something's missing. Yeah. I so. Love it. So this concludes, I know we got a, a hard stop here, guys. Uh, we, we are going to continue this conversation with Will um, on, a, on an upcoming episode because it would be fun, actually, now that we sit here and think about this, is to maybe bring on uh, a, another guest that we can actually walk through this in a live situation. Like a role play. Like a true role play. Um, mm. I think that would be a lot of fun and very beneficial to, to the listeners. Um, Guys, this concludes our episode of Work Life 360. Will, thanks for for joining us today, and, and everybody be safe and take care. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Good luck at your race, too. Thank you. Have a good one, everyone. That wraps up this episode of Work Life 360. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes to any links to any articles that we've referenced in today's episode. We appreciate your time and ask you to send any feedback to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We value your time and we're here for you. Contact me directly if you'd like to learn more about me coming to run a free sales training workshop for your team. Follow me on LinkedIn or check out my website at brucepumierswc.com. If you'd like to learn more about me or have a free health consult, check me out on LinkedIn or visit my website at planningthesteedsforhealthyliving.com. Thanks for joining us.